0: Why the fuck didn't you tell somebody was in a bathroom? Slip your mind? Did you forget that someone was in there with a goddamn hand cannon? You see the size of that gun he fired at us? It was bigger than him. We should be fucking dead, man. I know. We was lucky. No, 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 no. That shit wasn't luck. Yeah, maybe. This was divine intervention. You know what divine intervention is? I think so. That means that God came down from heaven and stopped the bullets? That's right. That's exactly what it means. God came down from heaven and stopped these motherfucking bullets. I think it's time for us to leave, Jules. Don't do that. Don't fucking blow this shit off. What just happened here was a fucking miracle. Chill, Jules. This shit happens. Wrong. Wrong. This shit doesn't just happen. Do you want to continue this theological discussion in a car or in a jailhouse with the cops? We should be fucking dead, my friend. What happened here was a miracle, and I want you to fucking acknowledge it. All right, it was a miracle. Can we go now? Let's go, nigga. Come on. Welcome to Dog Food TV. Uh, Dog Food TV is sponsored by Dog Food Store, a premium sportswear brand for Cleveland football fans. Let's get right into it, man. If you watched that game, that was um, an up and down roller coaster game. Uh, if you watched our prediction video, um, we we picked the we predict the Forty ers to win that game, basically because I felt that the 49ers offense was probably gonna be the um the catalyst towards a win. That did not happen today. And the Browns defense showed you why. Now the officiating in the first half was I mean I was screaming at the TV, you saw it. It looked like they was cheating. I mean for real. The, with the they missed the face mask penalty, the 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 ball spot that was weird. Just a lot of calls that it just seemed like the 49ers were getting. But a funny thing happened when their wide receiver got hurt and when their running back got hurt it seemed like the officiating uh evened out. And some of those calls didn't happen anymore. So, <clears throat> let's go ahead and get into the stats real quick and then we're going to get into the critique on you know, the game itself. So, Let's start with the good. So the 49ers coming into the game, they were the second-ranked team offense. They were the third-ranked rushing offense and the seventh-ranked passing offense. Let's see what they did today. Today, the 49ers, they had an off day. And that was, I guess that's what happens when you play the number one defense in football. They rushed for 108 yards, passed for 107 yards. They had 15 first downs, They went 3-for-12 on third down, uh, didn't try any fourth down conversions. They had one turnover, the Brock Purdy interception, and they held the ball for about 27 minutes. The Browns outrushed the 49ers. They rushed for 160. They outpassed the 49ers with a third-string quarterback in his first start uh, since last season. They passed for 174 yards. 18 first downs, 3-for-13 on third down, One for one on fourth down conversions, uh, two turnovers, two interceptions. And then you had 33 minutes time of possession. Let's look at the quarterback comparison real quick. Brock Purdy passed 12 of 2,725 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Passer rating of 55.3 QBR, 40.1. P.J. Walker went 18 of 3,492 yards, two interceptions. Passer rating of 45.2 QBR of 24.1. And if we look at the running backs, Christian McCaffrey left the game with an oblique injury, they said, but he he ran for 11 carries, 43 yards, 3.9 yards per carry. Uh, Jerome Ford went 17 carries, 84 yards with a 4.9 yard per carry average. Uh, Kareem Hunt added 12 carries for 47 yards. He had a 3.9 average with a touchdown. And uh, Christian McCaffrey, he added three receptions for uh, nine yards and a touchdown. Longest one went for 13 yards. So <clears throat> if you looked at the stats and you didn't watch this game, you would think okay, the Cleveland Browns defense outplayed the 49ers. Um, Cleveland Browns offense outplayed the 49ers. And I know people are going to say, well, McCaffrey left and Debo Samuel left. i not trying to hear that. Sean Watson didn't play. Nick Chubb didn't play. Betonio didn't play. So not, not really trying to hear that. The injuries are part of it. They just lost. Now, here's the here's the weird thing about this game. The offense tried to give it away on a couple occasions in the fourth down or in the fourth quarter, second half rather. When they were up 13 to 10 and PJ Walker tried to throw the back shoulder to Amari Cooper and that got picked off and that got returned to like the 10 yard line or the eight yard line. And they gave the 49ers offense a short field. Again, to me, that was poor situational play calling because your defense is playing lights out. The last thing you need right there is a, is a interception giving them a short field. And, you know, with a third string quarterback, that's just not a high percentage throw. I know, I know Cooper was making some contested catches, but at that point your running game was doing well. I just don't understand the play calling. And then obviously the 49ers, they, they scored a touchdown off that. Then if you look at the, the, um, last drive of the game, they, they got the, they got the pass interference or the defensive receiver penalty. But to me, you can't depend on that. I mean, they got Kevin Stefanski got bailed out on that one because I think that would have ended up being fourth and ten, and you know who knows if they would have converted on that. But then when they get down into the red zone, uh, PJ Walker on the play action, he almost throws an interception. So. That's what's weird about this game because a win's a win and you'll take a win any, any way you can get them. And that was a muddy game. That was a in the trenches game. That was a defensive game. And I think there's no question right now about who is the best defense in the NFL it's the Cleveland Browns. And if you looked at the last video, we talked about Brock Purdy had only faced three top 10 defenses coming into this game. Two of them was the Cowboys. One of them was the Commanders. Neither of those teams were first in the run, first in the pass, first overall. So it didn't surprise me that he struggled. And obviously when uh, two of his top weapons went down, definitely not a surprise. But again, the defense, even in the Baltimore game, because if you look at the Baltimore stats, let's, let's, let's do that real quick. Let's look at the Baltimore stats and let's look at the 49ers stats. So when the Browns played the Ravens, The Ravens had 131 rush yards, 165 pass yards, 16 first downs. They went four of 12 on third down, one for one on fourth down. They had one turnover, and they had a time of possession of 29 minutes and 50 seconds, almost a half hour. They scored 28 points. If we look at San Fran, they rushed for 108, passed for 107, 15 first downs, Three for 12 on third down. They held the ball for about 27 minutes. One team scored 17 points. Another team scored 28 points. Now, obviously, the Ravens, their yards are a little bit higher. But the the similarity there, the Browns had two turnovers in the game against the 49ers. They had three turnovers in the game against the Ravens. The passing yards obviously is the main differentiator. And, you know, obviously they they rush for almost double. But still, I want to highlight what the Ravens did. The Ravens had a somewhat pedestrian day on offense. The defense is not why they lost that game. So I can't, through six or five games, this is week six, but through five games because they had to buy, the defense has had an A grade by my eyes in every single game that they've played. Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Tennessee, Baltimore, and now San Francisco. They have had an A grade. Here's the question I pose to you. Can we really criticize the offense when in this game, the number two offense statistically, but many would probably say this is the best offense in football. The Browns outrush them. The Browns outpass them the Browns held them to 17 points. I'm sure they were averaging much more coming into the game. Can you criticize the offense? That that was that was the big question mark when I was pondering on what to talk about for this particular video. Because the offense this is the second best game that the offense has played. Aside from the Tennessee game, Tennessee, I think most people would say that that was their best performance. This game was not a good performance from the offense, but. I would give them a C. You know, obviously, if they lost this game with another interception, it probably would have dropped down to a D, if not an F. But. That that's the that's the question, because. The play calling was better. The situational play calling was still kind of a head scratcher, still a lot more empty formations. But what I think, what I'm seeing in week five, or week six rather, the fifth game, is that in the chess chess match that is football, when the Browns dial up the big shot play or the misdirection play that's intended to get some yards and get the defense guessing, it's almost like the defense has the right play call. Almost like they know that it's coming. Because even in the Steelers game they ran well. We know that the offense had some untimely turnovers and that's why they lost that game. We know that the passing game against the Ravens they they were just having a hard time moving the ball through the air. They were able to move the ball on the ground somewhat, but they couldn't really get the pass game going. Um so again, this was this was a weird game. Offensively, because I really thought that the, I, just based on what I saw, I thought that they were going to give the game away when he threw when he threw the interception and they went down and scored that touchdown, and uh, they were down four. I guess it was seventeen to thirteen, or whatever the score was um, after the interception where they returned it to the eight. I really didn't. I was like, here, here we go again. But credit to PJ Walker, credit to the offense. They were able to make enough plays and drive down the field to get the go-ahead field goal. So, we already looked at the schedule, but let's go ahead and pull it up. Now, we said if you split the next two to get to three and three, you're still in good shape. But, now you have the opportunity to go 2-0 and on the uh, these next two games, so now you got a green W next to San Francisco, and you know I don't know if anybody saw the Colts game, but I had that uh, game on in the background, and they they don't look good with Gardner issue. They don't look good. Um, the Jaguars were picking off passes left and right from what I from what I saw. So if you're talking about the defense that showed up today, uh, regardless of of who's at quarterback, th- this should be. That they should be able to to win that game. So now you're talking about being four and two uh, with a healthy Deshaun Watson potentially coming back for the Seattle game. Seattle lost to Cincinnati today. They had a couple opportunities to win that game, but they didn't. I do think that that that's going to be um, a hard fought game, just because Seattle has a, a decent defense, but. After the Seattle game, I would be surprised. I think the only game going forward that the Browns could be an underdog in with a a healthy Deshaun Watson is the Ravens game. Every other game, they should be favored. Maybe Jacksonville, depending on what they do by week 14, but this team with this defense primarily is in prime position. The Jim Schwartz hiring has been tremendous. So I don't know what to expect from the offense going forward. I don't know what to expect from the offense when they get back. Cause I do think if Nick Chubb played this game, the, the this game would have been a lot more. The offense would have been a little bit more in control but they still rushed for what a hundred and what did they rush for? They still rushed for 160 yards without Nick Chubb. That probably would have been closer to 200 with a Nick Chubb. But I, I I just can't imagine. I can't imagine the defense playing any better than, than they've played the offense is going to have to figure out a way to get the explosives going because they're they're consistent when you watch the game they don't look consistent but when you look at the stats you say okay well it well it was a good balance so that that's what that's what I'm a little bit concerned about going forward but given this schedule you got the opportunity to get the kinks worked out because you don't have outside of the what is that The Ravens. I think that's the only other top 10 defense and we'll, and we'll look at the rankings when they come out um, Tuesday, but the Ravens might be the only top 10 defense that you have. Maybe the jets, the jets might still be in the top 10 and I don't know if the Jaguars will get there, but compared to the, the Bengals schedule. Yeah, I think the, I think the Browns have probably one of the easier schedules left uh, in the AFC North. So, Great win, you know. Very, you know, any given Sunday, like they say. But um, again, <clears throat> the offense—I don't know. It—it it was that—that that was an up-and-down game to watch. But you know, a, uh, defense gets an A plus. I would give the the offense a C in that game especially given the fact that they had a third string quarterback I, if Deshaun Watson was in there and played like that I I would maybe have to drop it down a grade but I think they definitely overachieved today um and one more question that you have to ask yourself the 49ers struggled a little bit um the defense again I'm not going to say the defense struggled because the D, the 49ers defense played well but that's with that's against a third string quarterback versus a Browns defense that played against the 49ers starting quarterback who's, who was 10 and 0, and they've been talking about him being 10 and 0 um, coming into this game, and they didn't miss a beat. You can make you could say the only quarterback they struggled against was Lamar Jackson, but I think in week 10 that's going to be a very 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 different game and a very different experience for the Baltimore Ravens offense. Um, because hopefully you have all of your horses ready for that game. And really that's where the health needs to be the primary concern. Because I think even if Watson needs to rest and needs until week 10, the only game, so now if we look at the three, a three-game stretch of the Indianapolis Colts, the Seattle Seahawks, and the Arizona Cardinals, if you can go 2-1 and one during that, in the, in the event that you got to ride with P.J. Walker for the next three games, you're in great shape. And you have a healthy Deshaun Watson coming back, ready to get revenge on these next two AFC North opponents in Week 10 and Week 11. But, hey, they said it on the broadcast a couple of times, Super Bowl caliber defense, they're probably going to be number one in everything again after this week. So dog pound is in good shape. So, we'll obviously look at the Colts. We'll look at that matchup. We'll take a look at the stats. Uh, we'll look at run defense. We'll see. We'll see how everything is 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 trending going into Week Seven. But um, much needed win. This makes up for the for the Pittsburgh blunder for sure. Uh, but if the, if you win the Pittsburgh game, I think you would be sitting first place in the AFC North right now. But that's not the here there. there we'll be back with another installment of dog pool tv appreciate you tuning in and uh we'll catch y'all on the next one